Round one, fight. Heroes never die. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite store on the Citadel. <laughs> I used to be an adventurer like you. Then I took an arrow in the knee. Power, sex, sex, power. They both come down to one thing. Hungry Gamers. Hello, 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 and welcome, boys and girls, to a very special episode 169 of the Hungry Gamers podcast. We are powered by 8bit.net and those sexy legends at Audio-Technica. I'm your extremely humble and sensual host, Brendan White. You can find me just about everywhere, Brendan 8-Bit. And joining me today on the Kama Sutra Lounge, we've got Salim Dream Abraham, who can be found at Salim TD sometimes because he's deleted most of his social media accounts. And on the other end of the couch... Miss Ali Hart, you can find her at Miss Ali Hart. How are you doing today, you sexual, sensual beings? Are you going to, like, get straight into why you started it like that? Like, people are going to just think that, you know, you're a bit randy. Yeah, a bit of both, really. You know, toe than a bag full of feet. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're wow. here today. There's, there's nothing less sexy than the line, toe than a bag full of feet. Unless you got a foot fetish. <laughs> Yeah. No, so I, I guess I, I guess we should say yes. It is episode one sixty nine of the Hungry Gamers podcast. So we've decided to uh, you know lower the bar, so to speak, maybe raise the bar, depending on what we're going to be talking about. Giggity, uh, we're going to be doing a love, sex, and romance themed episode here because obviously one sixty nine dinner for two, as they say in the bingo halls. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're here. The whole team is back together. It's been a while since we've had the Holy Trinity uh, back in the one virtual space. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, I got a quick question for you guys before we uh, jump into maybe what we've been doing and then weave our way through a smut-filled episode. Mm-hmm. So the first one, nice and light, nice, nice and soft in tone, Kiss, Marry, Kill, Figurehead Edition, Mario, Sonic, and Crash Bandicoot. Who you kissing? Who you marrying? Who you killing? Mm. Dreamo, start us off. Um, I would... Uh, well, it's interesting. I would, I would kiss Mario... Because um, he's, he's, he's the human. I would marry... The other two are animals. I would marry Sonic <laughs> because I feel like if I ever needed space, he could just run away really quickly. And I would kill Crash Bandicoot because I feel like that Bandicoot meat must be very nutritious. Holy crap. Mm, and you know what? Sonic, you know, that the coitus you would be having with Sonic would end very quickly. So... Uh... You know, you probably have the best, fastest route to an orgasm in your entire life. I just thought. Well, we know who you're. We know who you're kissing in in, uh, inverted commas. Are we going to point out that Sam's standards was? Oh, I'd only kiss a human, marry and a hedgehog though. Like that's normal. Well, I didn't really think it through. To be honest with you, I was blindsided by this question. I didn't know what to uh, what to say. So anyway, don't judge me. The very first thing on the docket. I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at Jono's question, which is down the track. We'll get to that later. But before we get there, Ali, kiss, mm. marry, kill, Mario, Sonic, and um, Crash Bandicoot. Mine's actually the same as you, but uh, Crash Bandicoot, I'm gonna kill because I have no attachment to that character whatsoever. So I can just kill him outright. Um, I'm gonna kiss Mario because I'm gonna marry Sonic because Mario is still doing his job, which is saving another woman. So I'm don't want my ma- I don't want to marry a guy that's going to make his life about another woman. So I'm mm, going to marry. I like that. Uh, Justified. Marry Sonic. 
And he hangs around cute animals all day. So can I um can I throw something in there though? Mario's the only one who's got a job. He's only he's the only plumber. Like he's Sonic's the only one who's got a fixed income. He Sonic's gets gold hum- rings. That's true. You're right. He can bring home those gold rings to keep mm-hmm. uh, keep mm-hmm. you all icy. Mm. Well, I'm um I'm going different. I'm gonna kill Sonic right. just because. He's too fast to be in my stratosphere. I feel he's going to run past, especially with the dry climate up here in Queensland. He's going to run through and start more bushfires. So, Sonic, you're done. Stay away. Crash Bandicoot, I'm going to kiss because I just like that craziness. He's going to be like one of those late night drunken hookups at 2 a.m. where it's just, you know, he's the best of a bad bunch on the dance floor. He's on the dance floor doing them little 360 spins. I'm like, all right, Crash, it's you and me. And I'm going to marry Mario because he's loyal. You know, you, you see through the entire Mario franchise, he's always chasing to try and save Princess Peach. I'm going to be Princess Peach in this case. He's going to be coming home. He's going to be saving me. I'm not going to be in another castle. And I'm going to give him that kiss that he's been desiring for whoa, you know, whoa, nearly whoa, 30 whoa, whoa, years whoa. now. So. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, you can only kiss one and marry the other. Let's not, let's not yeah, you can't start kiss mixing. Your husband. But I, I got to kiss him on the, on no, the you don't. wedding day. No, you don't. We don't want to reward that, you know, nice guy bullshit behavior. It's, uh, I mean, it's a fallacy. I was actually going to point out that usually it's like, like fuck, marry, kill. So te- yeah. technically you can't kiss your husband, Mario, but you can do other things to him. So he can go down. Oh, yeah. He can go down. Woo-hoo! <laughs> I'd, I'd chuck that Tanuki suit on and we'd do some pretty sexy role play at it's home. Very, don't worry about that. Very business. <laughs> Can you, can you imagine this, the Mario sounds that would happen if Mario <laughs> coiners? Mamma mia! <laughs> Yahoo! <laughs> 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 Alright. And then, like, when he. Yeah, never mind. Got some good mileage <laughs> out of that the one. Music, the victory music. Oh, yeah. Al, you finished? Mushrooms just become Viagras. They're like little blue mushrooms. Oh, my goodness. Oh, oh this is going swimmingly. Welcome this to the is going episode. exactly as expected here. <sighs> All right, so I guess we could quickly pivot into what we've been up to. Uh, the proverbial uh, convention-shaped elephant in the room, obviously. We had PAX Australia last weekend. Uh, two-thirds of the Hungry Gamers were representing, and then we had someone else representing from the West Coast, Best Coast. But Dreamo, did you want to give us your overall feelings of PAX last uh last weekend highs lows everything else in between um yeah it was uh PAX is always a lot of fun it's it's a kind of a uh, for us it's like a, a double um like a double whammy where it's like we get to go and do all this cool game stuff and then we get to go and see all about our friends that we've you know met doing this over the last four years and and so it's it's always really nice the convention was fantastic um as to be expected um, I, I know I didn't participate in it, but I know you guys got a lot of mileage out of the, um, the extra hour that, that people with, you know, journo passes and media passes get to, um, get to do at the, the beginning of the day to kind of jump the line and, and go and play a lot of cool games. Um, there was a lot of cool stuff on show. There was Final Fantasy VII Remake. There was the new Avengers game, which I saw you get in on there, Brendan. Oh yeah. The Indie Showcase was, as always... Um, a lot of fun. It was cool to go out and see a lot of um, a lot of the really cool games um, that are being developed here in Australia. They're on on show there. Shout out to uh, Brimstone Battlers, which was I think the uh, the fun one that Jono and I played. Jono uh, and I jumped on there. It's kind of like a isometric 
battler. It's like a like a battler, and it's meant to play like a MOBA apparently as well on PC. But we're playing it with um these Xbox controllers. I beat Jono. I beat Jono in that, and uh, he cried. He cried foul, as you might, you know, when you lose to me. Sometimes I cheat. Sometimes I don't. Um, but I should have just dropped a couple again, more skittles again. in front of him. That would have sort of swayed him, uh, uh, swayed his distraction. Listen to Eight Bit Cast episode, whatever the episode is that we recorded 14. at PAX fourteen. Thank you, where we basically tried to outshame each other. Um, a lot of dirt came out of that, wow. and I, I think, and I think I, I dug up a lot of your own dirt there, Brendan, just for shit. Oh and yeah, you, you you had the shovel and we're just throwing. <laughs> my dirt back in my mouth like it was not a good time it's the it's the privilege um and it's the benefit uh, benefit of knowing you for 10 plus years that i have uh just a whole bunch of shit on you now mate so listen to eight big cast episode 14 for for more on that and of course the panels um the, the panels are always so so good i i saw a fun one which was pax party mode uh hpm party mode sorry um hosted by our our good friend jack cruz and had yourself on there brendan we won't talk about the result i know you're still a bit butthurt about how you didn't win three years in a row the three peak didn't happen yeah yep. that was good and then Jono actually hosted one as well Jono perk hosted one on uh pathways education pathways into gaming so it was actually like a real um educational style panel i learned things at pax which I've, i don't think i've ever been able to say in previous years Mm, yeah. yeah they're, they're both great hosts too they can they can lead a conversation and lead a room really well cruzy and Jono. so i missed the uh the education pathways panel i was recording an episode of one perfect game with uh, matt tilby but from all reports i heard Jono crushed it on the friday afternoon and uh yeah sadly nerdstradamus did not crush it uh at party mode on the saturday night uh we don't need to go into the depths of why I think that panel was flawed and we were you know, jury rigged from the start, considering I, I had me and my other two founding members of Nerdstradamus were nowhere to be seen, had a couple of ringers join in. Um, you know, Ashley and, and Sierra, fantastic people, but uh, sadly, no no Jason and Andrew, my, my core crew, my, my familiar. But yeah, I don't know what's happened. Is this the end for Nerdstradamus? Do we retire and become like a, uh, like coaches? Do we, do we sort of Ooh. assume like a coaching role for this panel moving forward or just come back and, you know, go full heel and just uh, run roughshod through this thing next year? So uh, we'll see. I will say this. Um, we, we personally, Brendan, you and I have been involved in putting together that show for the last three years. Now, I wasn't involved this year. Pull props to Jack. For, um, for putting the, the majority of it together. And I think you helped out again a little bit, Brendan. There's only one... Not really. Oh, no, Not really. this well, year for me. I did diddly. <laughs> props, full props to Jack then. And um, Brendan, yep. uh, don't, don't, uh, don't try and take Jack's props. The one real constant in this show is that the final round is always Nidhogg 2. Always, right? Um, so if you're coming in as a contestant on this show... The one thing you can do to plan ahead is just get good at Nidhogg 2. Now, in the final this year, surprise, surprise, not a surprise, Nidhogg 2 was the final game and the two people playing it, one of them was Matthew Perkins, Perko, and who was the other person? The other one was Cap Benstead, who is um, Player 2 HQ, and, and neither of them had, like, they've never played... Nidhog or Nidhog two before, so right. it was uh, but, but, quite the dumpster fire. But the, to even understand the fundamental concept of Nidhog two was w- would be enough. 
anytime Cat won a window, she would run the wrong way. So she would kill Perko and then run backwards as though that was the right direction to go in. So it was all over in a matter of seconds. Um, I don't know. We need to we need to do something to motivate these bloody podcasts. Oh yeah, and and the fact that it, we we were in a three way tie for second to get into the final and we lost on scissors paper rock. Ooh. But but we were knocked out in the first round of scissors paper rock. But Perko's team. We're into the final of this is Paper Rock, so whoever beat us had to win twice, where they had to win once. It was very, very flawed logic, oh, I must say. And this is, you know, I'm taking this to Asada, <laughs> that's for sure. Starting to come out. All right. Um, well, Ali, I challenge you to just keep reminding Brendan of the Nerdstradamus loss for the next 12 months. Does and, it happen um, if I yeah. wasn't there? Does it? Oh, no. Or see, it there we go. It didn't happen. Therefore, it doesn't it, exist in um, my mind. Sorry. Totally counts. <laughs> totally counts. <laughs> Not in my universe. I have been I have been backing every team that isn't Nerdstradamus for three straight years now, and finally uh, they lost. So I'm absolutely keeping score of this. Anyway, Brendan, sorry, did you have any other thoughts about packs? Anything else you wanted to share? Uh, also lost the the Mario Tennis Tournament. What? Uh, How? Press start. We, we played doubles. Shocking John and I played doubles, and... <laughs> Shannon and Brody from Press Start. Shannon is just... I found out after the fact that all he plays is tennis games for one. And he just had Bowser on the net and it was near impossible to defend against. He just crushed the entire tournament. Like, ran rough shot through the thing. So, shout out to, to Shannon and Brody from Press Start for uh, dominating this tournament. Uh, probably didn't help that Jono and I literally did not play a single game of Mario Tennis the entire year since last year's tournament. So uh, we were certainly going in dry. You came in with the wrong attitude. Yeah. 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 Came in with the wrong attitude. A little bit too cocky, a little bit too careless. It was a 9.30 panel, like 9.30 PM on a Friday night. Oh, so clearly I wanted to get out of there quick to get a couple of cocktails in my guts. But uh, yeah. Shout out to Tilby and, and everyone that was involved in the, the Mario Tennis One Perfect Game tournament. We'll see if we get the call up to come back next year. Maybe we just disgraced ourselves uh, with this defeat. We came third. Uh, we, we won the uh, the loser round at least, which is nice. But yeah, no, PAX was great. I'm, I just mirror everything you say, Dreamo. Like, it's great to have that yearly pilgrimage to get together and catch up with everybody, you know, from, from our various gaming pop culture circles and, and shoot the shit, see what's been happening, catch up on, on the news, play some games, have a few drinks, have a few laughs, go to the casino. We had a, had a pretty turbulent <laughs> evening at the casino on the Friday night. Oh, my uh, God. Yeah, you know, I was I was riding the roller coaster, and and Dreamo was certainly riding the roller coaster, um, at the Crown Casino on the Saturday on the Friday evening. Sorry, so uh, that was a good way to end the night. We got home at about four thirty, I think, oh, on Saturday morning, which was tough sledding come Saturday. That's for sure. Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't fun at all. Um, Ali, uh, pop quiz. What do you think the first game I played at PAX was? The first game that you played at PAX, it was probably yeah. like Tekken. Bang on. Bang on. Correct. <laughs> I found the one uh, console on the floor that was playing Tekken 7. I just stumbled across it. Magically. I doubt you stumbled. I bet you it was like Spidey Sense. You were just like walking. You're like this Tekken nearby. I took mm. the shortest route somehow on my first <laughs> walk, floor walk to get to it. Um, anyway, cool, cool, cool. That was PAX. Um, well done, PAX people for putting that together and all involved, I guess. 
Yeah, and for anyone that hasn't uh, listened to the previous episode, which is out now, it is our PAX show floor live recording with myself, uh, John O'Peck from Putting In Work, Maddie Perkins from Ultra Super Mega, and content creator Screamus joining me on the show floor to do a PAX broadcast. So that's uh, about an hour worth of fun. Uh, episode 168.5 available on your podcast feeds. If for some reason you've just gone from 168 to now 169. So uh, yeah, give that a spin because it's, uh, it's a good listen. And Perko's voice is the thing of nightmares. Like he got sick and he sounded like a mixture of Mick Taylor from Wolf Creek mixed with John Laws's grandfather, mixed with like an idling V8 engine. Like it is, it is something. Um, and, and if you haven't listened to that episode, go check it out because we had to record that podcast with him on there regardless if he had played anything or not because we need that voice recorded for history, yeah. you know, for our ancestors when they go back and unearth these podcasts and go, what, what has happened? Why has he got to the depths of hell with his vocal cords here? What is going on? So 168.5, give it a listen. PAX broadcast as well as, uh, yeah, Perko's very, very, very deep, earthy tones. <laughs> Miss Hart, I see you've been playing some more Destiny 2. Duh. Like, Duh. It's, like a new, it's a new Destiny content. It's like, what else is Miss Ally playing? I have been playing other stuff, but um, Destiny is great. Um, I've got a lot of people that maybe were like OG Destiny players coming to me saying, is it really that good? Is it good again? And yeah. I can report that it's good again. Like a lot of people in the Destiny community are just positive, happy. Like we're all on good foot, so it's a good time to be back. I'm I'm very excited. Like uh, I I purchased and, and did the install and the update Thursday. Uh, going to be playing it over this weekend. Uh, very excited to see where it's at, and and excited to obviously jump straight to the to the 750 light score, so I can sort of get amongst most of the the baseline uh, content obviously not going to be raid ready but apparently the leveling will be will be pretty fluid pretty quick pretty painless and um keen to see what's going on with this with this story yeah the leveling um the leveling is pretty decent um i'm finally past 900 now but everyone's sitting on 960 so um i've me i'm still a long way to go but to get to that point it's actually pretty easy it's pretty simple so you'll nice. you have no problem. Nice. Yeah, I'm keen. Dream, are you going to get back on the Destiny 2 train? I just or are you might. Done? No, I just might. I, I, um, uh, I've, I've heard nothing but good things, including that it's free to play. And uh, it seems like no risk or reward. So why not? I love, I, I do love Destiny. It's always, I've always had a bit of a soft spot for the game. I just, I think it's the time commitment that I've always struggled with. And, um, uh, but I've just had a lot of time free up. So, I'm absolutely happy to, uh, to to jump into it. I might download it tonight, and mm. uh, we'll, we'll see we'll see just where we get to. Brendan, are you uh, like going to be a Titan again? Well, if if I just roll my character forward, I'll still be a Titan. Yes. Yeah, so. And Ali, you're a hunter. Yes, I am. Which means I'll have to be a warlock again. You don't have to be. Yeah. Like to be. the good thing is you can have your rollouts where you're, like Titan obviously could play as a a tank or a sort of a more DPS base. Like you can, you can change a rollout depending. So it's, it's, it's not cool. Like when we do it, it's, it's better if I be, I'll be a warlock. It's fine. I, I love warlock. Warlock was cool. Warlock's I, like, I like the um, Darth Sidious electricity yeah. moves and stuff. Like it's just OP. Mm. So anyway, do it, do it, do it. 
Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's what we've been doing. I guess I'm going to throw you a quick little factoid. I was sort of doing some searches during the week at work, which made me a little bit curious and scared due to the uh, you know corporate watchdog monitoring my search history when I'm searching sex in video games and controversial sexual moments in games and um doing some digging the alleged first video game to feature sexual themes was called soft porn adventure which was published by online systems for the apple ii in 1981 and despite heavy piracy the game still sold 25,000 copies roughly equivalent to 25 percent of the number of apple ii's sold at the time that is pretty funny did you just skip asking me what i've been up to brendan yeah, I did. Sorry. You did. Maybe I just wanted to, to mix it up and chuck that in Cause, there. Because I finally, finally, after many, many weeks and months of Tekken, have something very cool to talk about. And I'm, I'm really upset that you didn't Apologies. Ask. It's because you let off with the pack stuff. I thought you'd bookended in there. Sorry. Right. Yeah, Dreamo, no. tell, me, tell, me, tell me the things. I was just getting too stimulated talking about soft porn adventure. Brendan, I just want to know. I want my own sound to introduce what I'm about to say. So you're going to have to figure something out between now and when this comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll recall at the start of the year, we had New Year's gaming resolutions. Oh, yeah. Yep. Correct, correct? Correct. What was yours, Brendan? Uh, get to a certain level in Tekken 7, which yep. I bought Tekken 7 the you other did. day. You did. Proof on the PlayStation 4, bought that. Uh, I'm going to buy Diablo 3 as well. I can't remember my others. I'm though. happy. So I'm happy if two. you want to not buy Diablo. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to. Oh yeah, yes, to scratch yes. that from your the, uh... the Blizzard, the Blizzard social. Club. <laughs> yeah, so you've been, you, you've had that goal scratched. Nice one, Brendan. Nice one. Maybe I can just I'll pick up a, a, a different goal. I'll substitute that for some other I like sort that. of. Uh, what's um, some other that type damn of game that Nina wants us to play? Divinity or some shit. Oh, Divinity I've two. got that. I've got that. Maybe you can switch it out. Ali, what were your goals? Do you remember? All I remember is that I'm meant to play either like Bloodborne or like one of those games. and Soulsborne game, sure. Yeah. Okay. Mine was that I wanted to make a video game. Now, I think I might actually be the first one to have completed our goals. Our goal. In October. We're in October. (laughs) We're in the middle of October. I made a video game. I uh, recreated Miss Pac-Man through the Unity engine. And Congratulations, man. Thank That's you awesome. very much. Thank you very much. Very nice. Um, it was maybe the single coolest thing I've ever done. Um, it was a lot of fun to do. I, um, it's, it's incredible just how easy it kind of is if you do understand C-sharp as a language um, and a little bit about the Unity engine. The Unity engine is so good. It makes it so easy to actually put this all together. Um, the whole experience was fantastic. It took me, I think, approximately 40 hours to put this together from start to finish. And that's just not not just the the game itself and the scripting, but also the, the sprite assets, finding some appropriate sound bites, all of that stuff. Um, and if, I, um, if I'm being honest, I think it plays pretty well. I'm missing a couple of core um, staples of the game, like the scoreboard and the life system, but the actual just bones of rolling around a board running away from ghosts the ghosts have specific like ai behaviors that i've successfully programmed myself which i'm very proud of Um, i i uh i did it i i made a game so i'm i'm very very happy i'll um i've got to put it up so maybe i'll need to get like a video of it or something just to prove to the world that this this 
momentous occasion occurred. But yeah, I also I also want it on record that by far I'm the least reliable of the three of us. And you have and the also... most impossible. <laughs> <laughs> and here it is, just sticking the landing. And I had, yes, and I had I had what is probably the hardest of the goals. As <laughs> and a Brendan's was it. buy a game, I was just play a game, and yours Brendan, was like make a game, and you're like, Brendan's, I did mine. <laughs> Brendan's was to to get to a specific rank in Tekken 7, which oh, yeah. we'll still do, buddy. We'll still do. I want to coach you to yeah, that level, yeah. man. I, I I think we can get there. Um yeah, I'm feeling good. Yeah. But so, now kudos. So what what have you what have you titled your game? Or is it just like Mrs. Pac-Man 2.0? Miss Hackman. Um, oh, Miss Hackman. No, it's look, it's just a recreation. And if I'm being totally honest, this was actually um, part of a uni assignment. So I was I was driven to do it for um, ulterior motives. Mandatory. But uh, two birds with one stone. Is, but you know what? That's a difficult. that's a tick in the wind column for you on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 good. I'm just I'm I'm so stoked about it. And um, it's pretty cool. I fucking love making video games, guys. I'm, I'm gonna keep ripping off uh, old school old school 2D platformers and. And um, games of yesteryear, because they all seem to take not long at all to make. So you heard it here first. Sam will be creating the first ever Hungry Gamers game. So keep your ear. Oh, yeah. I just want to be some random little NPC. I don't need to be like even a playable character, just an NPC in like one scene. Well, you know, Brendan. Or maybe um, many scenes. Maybe maybe my ego needs many scenes. You have to be a quest giver. These uh these things cost money, Brendan. So um you know we can talk we can talk turkey after this. I don't mind uh, I don't mind offering out my skills. Have you got any interest in a gold PlayStation Four controller? It's real gold. Is is actually it's not real You're gold? You're holding that up pretty well. Of course, it's not real gold. But you know what? But you know what, Brendan? I do have an interest. Let's talk later. Well, maybe talk maybe later. this purple one. Well, how about both? Oh, now now I need to be a mainline playable character, if that's the case. Wow, maybe a Sea of Thieves Xbox controller. Well, that if if you throw cool. that in, then yeah, maybe I'll maybe I'll um consider giving you a few extra lines. Or the one of a kind Hungry Gamers laser etched controller. Oh. Which is a custom purple colorway. controller that just has a, a thing down it's the It's custom colorway. I picked these colours, thank you very much. Okay, all right. No one has the purple. <laughs> Alright, so I'm throwing the gauntlet down to you two. You have Two and a half months to complete your goals. Oh fuck! And we can't we can't get to the end of the year with just me succeeding. Even I know that that cannot be the that that cannot be the world we live in, where I'm the only reliable person <laughs> on this podcast. It upsets the balance. <laughs> All sorts of crazy shit will happen. That's um, true. Yeah. You guys need to get pull your socks up. Get onto it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm halfway there. I've bought Tekken. I just need to install it now and. Uh, hone my fighting abilities so i think i own bloodborne <laughs> you should have i think it was on like ps plus a few times for I free have so a playstation anymore oh no pc life oh no i'm on switch all right yeah you got some options all right so let's uh let's move into another question this comes via way of the main man himself jono peck and he asks which two video games should make sweet love and create a baby with the best DNA of both games? Who wants to lead this off? Uh, Obviously, Ali. No, I like or this Brendan. one. Like always, like throws me off. So, it's like I could. Do you have I, an answer for this, Brendan? Yeah. Do you have an answer? Um, off the top of my head. I think you need to certainly blend something open world. So, like, I was leaning towards a, a Grand Theft Auto Five or a Red Dead Redemption, just so you've got 
this giant sandbox. So I'm I'm going to go with Red Dead Redemption meets Dino Crisis because who doesn't want cowboys fighting dinosaurs in an open world? You know, you're not riding trusty steeds anymore. You can tame dinosaurs like you would in Ark and you can ride your dinos around the joint. You've got a nice big juicy rock star related narrative where I'm pretty much just making dino riders, really, just, just well, to be honest here. Wasn't that interesting? Because I was also going to say Red Dead Redemption, too. With, uh, oh, really? With, yeah, with, uh, with, with Two Rock or whatever your second one was there. <laughs> you dickhead. <laughs> so this this is just a passion project for me. I, I love the West. I love gunslingers. I love dinosaurs. Let's just blend them in together. Uh, I'm, I'm taking the easy, low-hanging fruit as far as personal passions that would... Uh, tickle my pickle okay so we're not trying to create like the best game for everyone just for our own personal could go either way i, I went with selfish motives i'll have a think while you say a, a few more well will you say yourselves and see if i can come up with something else I, i'm gonna rip off your theme and say pokemon versus monster hunter world so the way this would work is you can either have a monster hunter world game that's all pokemon and you have these cool adventures to go out and catch the pokemon in a monster hunter x fashion a monster hunter world fashion or you have Monster Hunter World in Pokemon where it's super fucking easy to just run around and get anything done and you don't have to spend an hour going and hunting and doing all this stuff that probably makes the game really good anyway, but I just didn't have any time for. Okay, I have one. So I want the story-driven like game mechanics of uh, Heavy Rain. Um, Mm -hmm. Nice. You know, like solving a crime and every action has a reaction. And Senran Kugra. Oh man, imagine. I was I was actually gonna go down that route. I was actually gonna go down. I just want the scariest game, like with the best graphics. So I don't know if it's like Resident Evil right now or like if there's actually something else out there that is just more gruesome, horror, scary. So then I can have like the detective story part and then the horror. Now I know there's that evil within game, but Heavy Rain has more like story action kind of stuff. I, like if people have yep, played yep. those kind of games, I think they know what angle I'm going at. So mm. essentially I want like a serial killer detective game, but like really like gruesome and horror, like, or thriller, I guess. So that's what was I want. There, there was that, there was that game Murdered Soul Suspect, which all, all, almost looked like The Evil Within where you were a detective and you were sort of solving supernatural crimes. But it's it was a bit lighter on. I'm, I think you're going to a deeper depth here. Yeah, I'm yeah. like talking like creepy, like serial killer shit. Yeah. Which cool. is, really cool. Cool. Remember, cool, the, cool. remember the game Condemned? Did you just play Condemned? It was a first person sort of brawler where you're a cop chasing a serial killer. That was pretty gritty and scary. Oh, I thought oh, that okay. was the one that got banned. Game. Yeah, that's what I thought no, that it was. That was Manhunt. Oh, okay. No. That's Condemned did. Maybe it did too. There was know. like someone in, was like in a prison, I think. That's where the setting was, but... I mean, they made a Saw game, and that was mm, just fucked up. That's true. Up. Like, yeah. not in a good Dreamo, way. Dreamo, what, what, uh, what do you got here? You got anything else you want to add to it uh, outside of your, your Pokemon Monster Hunter hybrid? Nah, dude, that's it. I'm, I'm good. Let's roll on. Let's roll on? Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, let's highlight a couple of crazy dating sims and see if anyone has actually played these or has some intention to play these. The first one... <laughs> I wanted to play this before this episode so I could give some some good, honest, finger-licking good feedback. But I love you, Colonel Sanders. Mm. Obviously, the KFC dating sim was released free-to-play on Steam about a month back now. Uh, it's it's in my Steam library. It's ready to go. I just need to find some time to uh, get amongst that uh, you know two-piece feed and see what it's all about. I haven't really heard anyone play it. 
Yeah, me either. No one's actually kind of said like. It popped up on the socials. Now it's it. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Okay. Mm. Mm. It's on the list. Hey, too full boyfriend. The pigeon dating sim. Miss Hart, have you played this? Oh, yeah. I played it, finished it. (laughs) It was great. I never felt so. What's the end game? Like, what happens when you feel like spoilers, I guess? Well, I mean, so it's like any kind of dating sim. You'll get different endings based on who you romantically attach yourself to. So, depending on which pigeon bad boy you choose or soft boy. Uh, you you know you get a different kind of ending. Oh, also how successfully you uh, woo them as well. So, I think I went. Or how successfully you coo them. <sighs> uh, yeah, I don't actually realize. It's not my best work. Putting the pigeon game after the KFC game was probably not smart, but mm. it's a good game. Hey, it's it's all locally sourced Steggles chicken these days, fresh, not frozen. Um, can I ask on the pigeon game? Mm. Was there like a pigeon that like his kink or his favorite thing to do was like poo on cars? Was like he liked the car poo king? Not that I pursued. No, there was one that liked Missed going to a cat cafe. Which oh wow, sounds wrong. You like to uh, tread on the edge of danger, you know, to sort of see if these cats want a bit of that bird. <laughs> Dreamo, are you going to play a hateful boyfriend? I sure am, buddy. There's nothing I love more in this world than uh, pigeons. Obviously. There we go. <laughs> and uh, I want to see them find romance just like the rest of us. Fair call. Fair call. Next one, Jurassic Heart. Obviously, uh, this one's going straight for my emotional heartstrings. It's a dinosaur dating game. It actually looks like it's a Java-based game. You just mm. play it via the web browser. Um, I've loaded up here. I'm probably going to give it a go after after we record here. I thought about playing during, but I know I'd get too distracted trying to win the hearts of a T-Rex or something like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Jurassic Heart looks good. Another free to play. Kokono Kokoro, Kokono Kokoro, a cricket dating sim. Mm. And no, this is not like Shane Warne cricket. We're talking about the bug, Mm. the crickets. Mm. The pictures from this are pretty scary because it's like a cricket head and then boobs. Yeah, (laughs) you know, it's it's some fetish stuff going on. I reckon uh, there's a few people playing this one one-handed, you know, blending insect and uh, boobies together is... Is many a person's kink, I reckon. Very specific one. Mm. You know what? Everyone's got their own, all right? We, we can't judge here. Five Nights of Love, which is a Five Nights at Freddy's dating sim. Yeah. I would not be playing this because it would scare the fucking shit out of me. Um, I don't think it has Jump scares scary. in Freddy's gets me all the time. Scare boner. Um, yeah, like... <laughs> <laughs> I, I I worry about this one, like you know, when it's like, like actually, I worry about all of them, but this one in particular is because you know that like certain groups or certain fandoms always just take it a little bit further. It's like someone actually said, "I want a fucking animatronic." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, someone at Chuck E. Cheese got caught out in real life and got fired. Yeah, I'm gonna make a game. Yeah, isn't that what yeah. fairies are? Isn't that just the? They're fairy not animatronic. Thing? There's a human in there. No, I know. Yeah. They're basically the same thing. It's like a, it's like a mascot suit. I guess it is. Yeah. I guess it is more mascot based than. Very suit with a dick hole cut out. There he's gone. Oh, that got me. That got me. Ah, furry suit with a dick hole. All right, the Never next the one. Episode. Never the episode. My horse prince. Horse with man's head dating game. Any any uh, interest in? In this one, where you could uh, wine and dine far lap or some other notable steed, is this like a uh, like a centaur style? No, because thing, isn't or is it just the head? It's the head. The centaur usually starts around like the chest, you know, like yeah. a so it's like a chest. minotaur. 
And it's well, a great chest. It's it's one of the defining features. Of, you never see a fat centaur. They're always yeah. well cut. <laughs> I guess that's true. Yeah. But this is just a man's head. Like, um, I originally just saw, like, a picture or a screenshot from this game. Um, and I thought it was a joke. Like, I thought, like, someone just made it up. Like, I didn't know it was an actual game. Like... It's scary. Damn, it's on it's on the Google Play Store. Quick quick oh. would you rather, Ali, would you rather oh, no. man's head on horse body or horse head on man's body? Why am I taking so long to think of I don't know. <laughs> well it's a hard it's a hard would you rather. I guess technically it should be man's head, horse's body because No, 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 you're thinking about it wrong. You're thinking about it wrong. Especially, I've, I've seen some horse appendages. My God, that'll that'll split a woman in two. I mean, yeah. yeah, but then have you ever been bitten by a horse? Yeah, but you just you you just assume that you can um, turn them around and not have to look at them. You can break them in. <laughs> oh wow, <laughs> we're really earning the R rating. Someone's being uh, broken in after that, though. Ugh. Yeah. So uh, I'm I'm looking at my horse prints right now, and it's I don't know if it's the same on every platform or this is a different version, but it's anime sort of style graphics mm. with like this this anime ma- male face on a head body and it's like will you be my owner <laughs> oh my god <laughs> it's it's some bizarre bizarre things mm. <laughs> yeah my horse prince what a what an absolute humdinger so the next one the bacon lettuce biographies which is a meat dating game so this one is a visual novel about a boy who believes he hears the voices of aliens but falls in love with another boy. Uh, but then he's also trying to date slabs of meat. Like we're talking like bits of bacon and steaks. And yeah, this is something. Yeah. This is something. Like I, I love bacon, you know, especially if it's like maple bacon. Like, you know, I'd probably take a big slab of maple bacon on a date if it treated me right. But yeah, I don't know. This is uh, This is something. That's some next level stuff. I actually put that one on there because I knew someone that, uh, you know, <laughs> was that yeah well, i do want to say it, someone that loves meat so much um, but... someone who bars up at the deli <laughs> i'll get uh 300 grams of honey baked ham <laughs> oh please get me the uh those short chubby nasty churrascos in the back <laughs> would you like that slice thin or thick Oh. <laughs> Brendan, you do this a little too well, mate. You do this a little too well, mate. <laughs> mate, I, I like my cold cuts, all right? Clearly. Honey baked ham is delicious. How do we- no, no mention of roast beef. How <laughs> <laughs> was that the wrong one? <laughs> I'm pushing, I'm pushing forward. Next, next, next segment, next segment. Let's all go. right, let's, let's get is, into the housekeeping, is, shall this we? This is going to go crazy. Quick bit of housekeeping, obviously, patreon.com forward slash we are 8-bit gets you early access to the 8-bit cast for as low, low price of $1. Uh, as Dream mentioned, uh, episode 14 is available on early access to Patreon subscribers. For $1, you can get access to that dirty secret, secret shame, just a horrible train wreck of an episode. Um, you great may episode. not look no, at no, me no, the same on. after listening to it. It was a great episode. Great episode, but- great listening. Train wreck of, of a decision on our part to to air all of our personal shames. To yeah, it in is, an attempt to it's the one best up kind each of hot other. mess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was good. It was good. 
Yeah, the the best kind of hot mess. Um, you'll you'll never look and think of a few of us the same hearing some of the things that uh we like getting into or have done in former lives. But yeah, patreon.com forward slash we are eight bits. Starting at a dollar, get early access to the eight bit cast, and that scales up and gets you access to exclusive perks like free merchandise, immortalization in the eight bit family portrait, as well as exclusive entries into our monthly giveaways. Uh, also, a quick shout out to the legends at Audio Technica. They have been our sponsor since day one. They have the best in audio-based equipment. We're talking headphones, microphones, gaming headsets, turntables, and just about everything else in between. So audiotechnica.com or audiotechnica.com.au for our local Australian listeners. And then last but surely not least, we are 8bit.storeenvy.com, which is our official merch store. The best merchandise in the gaming space. Uh, as we sort of have mentioned last few weeks, we're even going to have bum bags starting next week. So you want to uh, relive your, your youth or maybe join a, a local gang, uh, grab yourself an 8-bit bum bag to look the part, hide your shiv in there, maybe hide your Nintendo Switch in there, you know, just whatever you got to do to keep it safe on the oh, mean God. streets. We are 8bit.storeenvy.com for the best in gaming-based merchandise now let's move on to another fantastic love and romance-based question. This comes via way of our man, Jack Cruz. And he asks you first, Dream, has the game ever given you a boner or, obviously for Miss Ellie Hart, a lady boner? So, Dreamo, has anything got you tingly or worked you up that you've played in your, your time as a gamer? Well, absolutely. I mean, every time I pick up Tekken 7, I just, like, I bar up for, with every victory, obviously. Um <laughs> Nothing, nothing makes me happier than uh, than defeating defeating my enemies on the battlefield. But also, like close rider up, I haven't played it, but just looking at that Senran Kagura, you can't take my the the gameplay trailers for that thing, Ali. You must be hot and bothered, like just playing those games because it is ridiculous. It's borderline hentai. I mean, yeah, there's no denying that. Like, it's a it's a great game to look at, but I also like gameplay. I know that's a real cop out, but I do actually enjoy like especially Bon Appetit, which is a rhythm game and a cooking game. I'm just like I like the gameplay, and there's a great view. So I wish they called it Bon Appetit. I guess they could. They they probably did. (laughs) We don't know, (laughs) Brendan. The translations (laughs) from Japanese to English are often a little off. Yeah. (laughs) So what about you, Brendan? Um, yeah, like, I think, like, I was trying to think back to the first time, maybe when I was like, oh, hello, like, this is a bit sexy and a bit saucy. And I'm, I'm doubling back to like playing Soul Calibur. Yeah. And remember in Soul Calibur, it was one of the first fighting games where obviously armor and things get broken off the characters you fight against them. So the more damage you dish or the more damage you take, they can lose parts of their their chest armor or their chest outfit or their pants or whatever it might be and there was a a character in it called ivy yeah uh, and she was she's very busty like very chesty short sort of blondy silvery bob hair if i can remember right and she had like a whip chain and i remember like fighting her in this game and you know knocking her down to her to her undergarments almost and just seeing the uh the boob mechanics in it and i was like oh hello it sounds what like is, uh, what is going on here what an erotic fantasy that uh, that must have been for you at like twelve or thirteen, Brendan. And yeah. and to to just to uh, I totally agree with you on this. Off. This game, the the bosoms <laughs> of the female characters in this game defied gravity. Like they would just kind of float and bounce so unnaturally, but so um, like seductively. Um, Brendan, great game, great great choice, well done. 
Yeah, yeah. Sure, you got many, many, uh... many good rub out of that. (laughs) 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 Oh my goodness! No, no. Probably thought about it a few times, but I was too busy trying to trying to ascend to the top of the the Soul Caliber Mountain. All right. What what the listeners at home aren't seeing is Brendan's winking at me furiously as he says all of that. I just want to say that we both, we all like chose like animated, like based games. So you can have a go at me about the hentai ish element of uh, my Senran Kagura, but I mean, they're all animated Japanese characters. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, yeah. we all got a type. That's it. Hentai. <laughs> it's art. Dreamo, what about you? What, uh, what, what got your uh, pickle te- tickled? Tech- I've, uh, I've done this already. Oh, sorry. Sorry, You're off your game but, today, mate. Where are you? Where's your head? I at? am off the game. I think you got me because you didn't talk about a character per se. It was just the game as a whole, just getting you that stimulated because well, you're the, the Tekken Iron Fist Master. Just, uh, mate, I'm just skirting around the edges on this one. <laughs> I don't mate, wanna, dive into, don't the, say dive into the shame too, pool with us. Come, come, come swim. The water's Don't want to say anything too <laughs> damning in case it affects my political career in 10 years. Yeah. Yeah, because this is going to stop it. Um, vote Dream 2031. Anyway, let's go. All right. It's time for some news. This week's news headlines. And the first one. The need to breed Pokemon is no more. Pokemon min-maxes rejoice as you'll be able to find Pokemon with maximum four values in the wild in Pokemon Sword and Shield. You'll see said Pokemon around the world emitting a faint yellow aura. Maximum IV values. IV values. Yeah, yeah, yeah. IV. Yeah. IV. Mm. Which stands Makes sense. For even even though I've played a lot of Pokemon. So the whole the whole thing about IV values is that your Pokemon has stats, but your Pokemon has secret stats. Um yeah. which which basically um determine how powerful it is. And so um you a Pokemon with max IV values is the strongest version of that Pokemon. Um yeah. And it's very hard. It's very hard to 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 get a Pokemon with max IV values. And I, I'm trying to work out how you you even determine it. It's it's not clear. It's like it's it's not like you just open up the stats. You see the strength, speed, special attack, all that. It's not it's not there. It's somewhere else. Nato, would yeah. know. I'm not close enough. to <clears throat> Nato would be all over this. He's yeah. he's rolling over in his in his bed right now, going, "What are you doing to me?" As he listens to this. But yeah, yeah. so no more no more pokey breeding. So obviously it ties in, and it's nicely on brand here with the theme of this episode. You can just find them out in the wild. They'll have a yellow hue or a yellow cloud around them and you'll know straight away that they are maximum iv values in sword and shield so that's uh, pretty exciting for next mm. month when this game comes out i like seeing these um the maximum like when they evolve them to that big size and i love like all the releases that they're showing them and they're big although meowth looked really weird yeah it looked like a bit big long neck body yeah mm. that was yeah, a weird big choice. like dick cat Dick cat, yeah. The, cha- the, the Charizard up, yeah. looked fantastic, though. Charizard's like crossing over into Godzilla territory where there's just all this flame permeating from its body and yeah, it looked gangster. And then I love the big, the big chunky, chunky Pikachu. Yeah, chunky Pikachu was um, absolutely adorable. Back to the roots. Yeah, so uh, the, next, the next bit of news, are you looking for something small, smooth and sleek for your hands to play with? Well, fear not. As Analog has announced the Analog Pocket, a stylish third-party handheld that will play Game Boy, Game Boy Color, and Game Boy Advance games. It will be available in 2020 for $199 USD. 
and it's designed by the same team that released the excellent Super NT and Mega SG consoles. The Analog Pocket has a similar philosophy, allowing you to play cartridge-based retro games in the best possible quality without any emulation. In this case, Analog promises that the Pocket will play every Game Boy, Game Boy Color, and Game Boy Advance game out of the box, and cartridge adapters will apparently allow the Pocket to play the likes of Game Gear, Neo Geo Pocket Color, and Atari Lynx games too. The Pocket will display those games on a 3.5-inch LCD screen at 1600 by 1440 resolution, which is 10 times that of the original Game Boy. Analog claims that there has never been a display this advanced in a video game system. So the Analog Pocket, are you going to be uh, playing with this next year? Is this uh, something that is going to scratch that nostalgia itch, that retro itch of our childhood playing the Game Boy and the Game Boy Color? Or are you just like, meh, is not it for just me. cartridges? Yeah, yeah. So all the OG cartridges. Because I don't know. I don't have any. I don't have any games. You can buy them. I know, I'm not buying any more games from an old dead system. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah I'm, I'm big no on this. Because <laughs> then, like, people big, are big like, time, ooh, no. there's <laughs> actually a demand for these again. I'm going to up the price. Like, But also, the, the best games are already on the Nintendo store. Like, they've, they've brought a lot of the best Game Boy and Game Boy color and game boy advance games into the new generation and they're fully supported by nintendo so you can play multiplayer through switch um you don't have to rely on the fact that you you and your dumb friend both forked out 200 dollars us for a system that is doing exactly what nintendo was doing 20 years ago um, you and your dumb friend <laughs> well you just both you you're obviously both don't have a lot going on if these are the kinds of decisions you're making then you're obviously there's not a lot going on upstairs is there um uh, yeah i don't mm. Sam, 20, i don't even know how to get away with this how do you even like just it's, how do you sell this it's very niche i reckon that they've probably said oh you know what a lot of people have like the og cartridges let's just give them this device but for me who doesn't have a single one but the problem with the cartridges these days is that the batteries within those cartridges are often dead and they need to be replaced so you need to open up the cartridge to replace the battery inside so that the game will even play it's Ooh. um, it's um, it's uh, what, what, what are we in? Twenty nineteen. We are in twenty nineteen. Yeah, and it'll be twenty twenty when these come out. So you you guys are feeling like the analog pocket is going to come to the market very flaccid, and uh, you know, not for anybody, just by the sounds of things. Putting in those. I'm. Uh... Sh- I just. Uh, I, and I think there are just another. There are a bunch of existing ways to play Game Boy Color, Game Boy and Game Boy Advance games that are easier, cheaper, and more accessible than, than a $200 device. I don't know. I feel like I, I, maybe I'm missing something. Maybe, it, I don't know, does he taxes for you or something? It's, it's certainly not for everybody, that's for sure. Like this is very much the for collectors. You know, anyone like, like you think is of it? someone like that we know, like, like a Dusty that's probably got a gajillion Game Boy games in a collection. Oh, uh. And would be buying this so they could play all those games on a on a better resolution, scaled up, and still getting that feeling of nostalgia. Like, yeah, it's it's certainly not something I'm going to be buying for two hundred bucks. I would argue that um, you would probably be looking more for a Game Boy than you would for this. If you're well, a collector, I mean, you know what I mean. I mean, this is like for people who have like a bunch of like, is was it Game Boy, Game Boy Color, like. You yep. know, you've got you've got a few of the different kind of cartridges but i mean like for me like it would purely be like the whole emulator thing it's like oh you mean this thing holds like you know maybe a hundred games in it yeah definitely i'd be down but since nintendo's cracking down on like online emulators and all that sort of jazz you know 
I, did I, you say all that side, all, all that sort of juice? Yeah, I did actually. Um, <laughs> Got to keep to the theme. I'll give them this. It, it looks good. I'll give them the design yeah, of the actual thing. Looks, looks pretty cool. sexy. But it looks good. The, but and who gives a shit about the display? How advanced does the display need to be for a Game Boy Advance game? Yeah. Mm, but this is the most advanced in a gaming system. And I'm just saying that from the quote. I couldn't give two rats asses. Like, it's cool to see these guys uh, keeping that nostalgia dream alive and and probably getting a few devout retro and and Game Boy fans something that they've maybe wanted for a while maybe on the forums this is something that that has a lot of demand but just not even in my lane not for me i'm so angry about this brendan Mm. so angry you brought this to our attention i'm sorry man i I know we're talking about cutting edge innovation and pioneering new ideas you know um (laughs) miss miss that miss pac-man remake is very revolutionary for the game yeah yeah, yeah. i was just gonna throw that out i was just about to throw that out there see how i'm like poo-pooing it but you no but honestly if you do play my miss pac-man game you'll 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 blow a load eh? i'm excited you'll bar up in yet another video game brendan i'm excited maybe if you put um put a couple of soul caliber characters in there you know what it'll be the, the next best thing for me that's for sure I'll just, I'll just, I'll just, I'll cut out the middleman, mate. I'll just put a set of boobs in there. <laughs> that's, that's just Miss Pac-Man. Just two set of boobs, like a set of boobs with little mouths. Oh, <laughs> All right. Man. Would you call it Miss Stacked Man? Because there'd be big, big, big boobies. Anyway. You always pride yourself on coming up with names. You love the name game. Uh, I, it's, it's one of my, yeah, one of my it's favorite a talent. things. It's a skill. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's there's not much talent trust me uh i think i i like miss more than i stick that's for sure but the next bit of news oh, oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> nba 2k20 slams their big shiny orange balls all over the competition on their way to becoming the highest selling game of 2019 what? and also the biggest launch month for sales for any sports game ever Oh my God. What does this beat this year? Well, this would beat things like, man, what's like Resident Evil 2, Wolfenstein. Is I'm the new to FIFA out? Big games. What was that? Is the new FIFA out? Yeah. <laughs> I think it is. Um, and then yeah. also like, God, I'm having a mental blank on games that have come out this yeah, year. Yeah, I think I this is a low bar this year. Well, I'm surprised because like, you brought it up, like had they released FIFA, but I think actually FIFA's been getting a lot of uh, flack finally because would you believe it? They've been releasing essentially the exact same game. Yeah. I think that people <laughs> people have been actually finding like actual like things saying like 2018 in it, like yeah. They just relabel it. Yeah. That's it. That's it is though. It's the it's the same game with a different microtransaction system every year. <laughs> Pretty much. I, that's how I feel with like a lot of the sports games, but you know, I know I'm wrong to all the people that absolutely froth over sports games. But to be to be fair though, I can't see how NBA 2K or any of these other sports games would be any different. They'd all be relatively the same. I think there's a oh, different yeah. story mode. That's yeah. about it. The graphics get a slight bump and then there's a new my career or my player option and that's about it. But mm. people are hungry for it. And and sort of just looking at a couple of releases, I'm, I know why we couldn't remember some of these big releases because 
such powerhouses uh, such as Crackdown 3 came out this oh, year. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Far Cry New Dawn was out this year. Metro mm. Exodus, mm. Jump yeah. Force, Anthem. So it's not really a big year. Bottom Devil May Cry 5, Division 2, Sekiro. Division there's, 2, there's Sekiro. One. Yeah, those are big. Those are big. It's just that sport community, man. Yeah, that that and as as you guys said before, like that FIFA community is also bonkers for it. Like it sells like hotcakes year on year for the minor of, of minor updates year on year, but people are just hungry for it. Yeah, and I can't speak much. Like de- the second Destiny drops DLC, I'm like, I'll buy it, and it's just essentially mm. the same thing. But Rage Two, yeah, Mortal Kombat Eleven. But outside of that, yeah, I'm just skimming through the notable releases for the year and there's not a huge amount of heavy heavy hitters. Obviously, Harry Potter Wizards Unite was uh, hot for about three seconds there. Did you guys play <laughs> that? I played that. Life. No. no, I haven't played it. I kind of got into it. Oh, wait, did I? I know, you no. were all about it. Wait, was yeah, that the was, mobile uh, game? <laughs> that's right. Yep. Oh, yeah. I lied. I did. I tried it for a, a, yeah. like two seconds. I went back to Pokemon yeah. Go. All right. Yes. Oh, Gears 5 is another one. Well done, NBA 2K20 for um, for top of the charts, top of the pops. Dunking all over the competition, posterizing all that the money. rest of the gaming, the gaming space. 2K making so much money this year. Mm. Yeah, Borderlands, coins. NBA, just printing money. Gearbox, you know? Take Two, all these motherfuckers. Yeah. Yeah. These rich sons of bitches. I know. These mm. corporate fat cats. Yeah. All right, the last bit of news. The Western audience is apparently not ready for this Japanese Tokyo Mirage Sessions jelly. Wii U RPG Tokyo Mirage Sessions hashtag FE Encore is coming to Nintendo Switch. The bad news, it's a toned down Western version, which includes less revealing outfits, among other changes. The really bad, Nintendo neglected to communicate this change to Japanese fans, hoping to get their hands on a Switch port of the original Japanese release, instead stating they did this to allow for a simultaneous global release on October 17. So the skinny of this uh, bit of news headline is, this is a game about sort of teenage girls pretty scantily clad on the og wii u version and they've dialed it right back we've sort of got a source image here for for yourselves to look at where they've Mm. gone from bikini underwear laden vixens to dressed in overalls and jumpers and hats uh and yeah the the world is angry the world wants their teenager-esque semi-nudity games instead of some stripped back you know learned school students that are that are dressed appropriately yeah the japanese um i think they actually they're the ones that originally got ported with this uh you know bikini scantily clad young young girls um and i think you know everyone else actually got the one that's get, getting ported so Jap- the japanese people are like no we want our our nudity because that's what they do they are they yeah. they make those games and um the more skin the better but um, apparently real, so. The real big issue is the age thing, which is always a wonderful hot topic between people who play like these games. And uh, yeah, I I don't know things. much of Tokyo Mirage Sessions, but these girls, from what I hear and aware of, are like what fourteen, fifteen, mm-hmm. or something in this game. So mm-hmm. I can I I don't have an issue with Nintendo putting some more clothes on them because it is that's some dangerous behavior and and you know i don't play these games anyway but like oh, it would on. certainly make me not want to play it more when 
I'm playing with some some 14, 15 year old girls in this game that are wearing next to nothing. Like it's it's a very deadly deadly space to be in. At the, at the risk of um, putting my foot in it, uh, <laughs> looking at these images, these girls could be easily 20, 21, 25. Like the the it's the it's that style of drawing where it's like they could be they could be fifteen or they could be thirty depending on what the story needs them to be. You know what mm. I mean? Mm. Yeah, like yep. show me a thirty-year-old anime character and put it next to this, and it kind of looks the same. You know what I mean? Mm. What am I yeah, doing? I'm, I'm am I trying to like justify why it's okay to to Google at these? All right, no, you know what? I, I retract everything. I retract everything I say. Sam, twenty thirty-one. Um, <laughs> dream, <laughs> vote dream. The, the uh, yeah, oh, you got a good. We need slogan, to come up with my actually, campaign. We dream. need to come up with like, a yeah. campaign. <laughs> you've, got, you've got something there. Um, yeah. Yeah, I guess the biggest problem is is that it's, it's always implied. Like, there's a lot of these games. Like, I'm going to admit, Senran Kagura actually does have a young character in it. And even in my game, where they did get declothed, the young one does as well. And it made me really uncomfortable. So, um, <laughs> so I have to, I have to oh. avoid that stage at all costs. So, yeah. <sighs> all right. Just make them. Just make them adults. You still get yeah, to see as, it. Just make them a dance. As Dreamo said, like for the most part, these character models could be anywhere from yeah, teens to thirties. So just instead of the the storyline where they come up and have their age or whatever, yeah, just just bump ten years on it. You know, mm. it, it would cut out a whole lot of this hullabaloo and awkwardness and levels of unease. Because yeah, even though they are video game characters, just the fact that they are showcased as school kids or whatever else, yeah, it's it's just. It's just not a good time, you know. Stop. People people don't want to be playing that, especially when they're getting declothed and in very suggestive situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so that's the news. So let's pivot very quickly into um, something a little bit more lighter in tone. Hopefully, I'd like to know your first video game crushes. Hmm. This was a hard one because, like, I had to think back. Like, when was like the first time I was kind of like like. I guess it's a girl being like, ooh, like, you know, like, like, mm. and I can't like think that like, as like, as a young girl, like playing all the games, like on Sega and everything like that, like actually being like, you know, infatuated with a specific character. So the first one that I can actually think about, like when I was in like high school was actually Zell from Final Fantasy VIII. Weird one. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> was it the face? Because like, just particularly oh, yeah, because actually, you have turns Squall. Out I have a thing. <laughs> you have Squall and Irving. I hated that Squall. game too. He was he was a whiny bitch. He was, was a whiny it was a moody bitch. little. It was a moody he little so and so, wasn't he? Whiny bitch. But like Zell was like, you know, he did backflips. He had like, you know, the cheeky kind of like cool guy attitude. He was joking <laughs> oh. around. So. I think that's what the appealing factor was to me. Like, is that is that he is was that the fun also guy? What attracted you to 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 your, to your loved one? That he, he did a backflip and you were like, yeah. "That's my guy." That's that's like yeah. that's the courting process for me. If you have to, if you have to do a backflip, do a backflip, and then a thumbs up. That's what he does in his little <laughs> intro. You gotta do a backflip and a thumbs up. Just look up yeah. Zell intro, and you made it to exactly. round two. <laughs> yeah. I would love if you were like still single and dating, and this was your criteria, where it's like you're speed dating. You're like do a backflip, do a backflip, <laughs> next one, bing. I make flip. this much money. That's great. Do a backflip. <laughs> yeah, 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 like I'm more of a front flip guy, and it's like hmm, hmm. Let, let's see it. 
They Shots. do say opposites attract. You never know. <laughs> That's the but worst thing is, is when they say to me, you do a fucking backflip. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> Got me there. <laughs> what a shame. Touché. What a shame. All right. So I'm um I'm in a similar similar realm. Uh, Tifa Lockhart was probably my first video game crush. Obviously, Final Fantasy VII. I think I just liked, like, she was a little bit shy, but sort of, I don't know, motherly and, and sort of the sort of the the caring figure and, and the pillar in, in seven. I like that she was part of the resistance, you know, so she had a little bit of an edge to her. Obviously in later iterations and when the graphics bumped up, you actually saw how how very attractive she was. And I remember watching Advent Children. I was like, my God, you are She has a great are. personality. She is like I like the shyness about her. I like that she was like grounded and she was very on the level, I felt. I remember playing seven. Very You've balanced. thought more about her, like you think more deeply about her than I think about most real life people. <laughs> Do the level of detail you just went in there, mate, it was fantastic. It's so romantic. I'm so sorry it didn't work out for you and Tifa. I know, you know, um, yeah, it is what it is, you know, different worlds. You know, she's, in the, she's in the resistance. I'm working in electronic security, talking on podcasts. Like it just wouldn't work, mate. Like the, the sword I carry around is, is not very big at all compared to clouds. So like, how am I going to compete? You know, Yeah. I got a little switchblade and he's rocking this thing the size of my car. Like he's got Omnilash. <sighs> he's got yeah. Omnilash. Oh, and you know what else? I bet he can do a backflip. <laughs> <laughs> I can do a cartwheel. <laughs> oh, big guy. Big, big Brendan and his cartwheel. <laughs> What an athlete. What an athlete. Don't bring a cartwheel to a backflip fight, mate. Ah, oh, God damn it. I'm going to go sit back in the corner. What about you, Dreamer? What's your first video game crush? Anna Williams, Tekken 3, that buxom red bonnie in that beautiful red dress. Fortima! She was fucking gorgeous. Um, and that was like, I was like 10 when uh, maybe a bit nine or 10. I can't remember to be honest. But yeah, that was it. Anna Williams. Purely, purely, um, purely an aesthetic thing, Brendan. I didn't really uh, get to get to know the real Anna Williams for who she was as a person. We never really, we never really bonded on that level. Um, I think she's she is an assassin. I don't think I know she's an assassin. She has a heated rivalry with, with her, her sister, sister Nina. Nina Williams. Um, yeah. I'm not a big fan of um, of you know family politics. I like it when everything's nice and easy. I don't need that drama in my life. So I guess that's why it probably never worked out between us. But, um, but yeah. you know what I liked about. I can't remember if it was both the sisters or just one of them, but one of their moves, you can make them fart. What? No. Yeah, you could. No. Yeah, you could. No. No. Kuma could fart. Kuma's got a fart yeah, move. So, so could Gon. Gon's got a fart move. I could have sworn one of them could fart as well. No, Nina has a Nina has a poison breath move. Is that what you're thinking of? I could have sworn. Look who you're going up against here, mate. I lived and breathed this buddy game. I'm I'm googling it at the same time. Fucking go for it, son. You know what? Mom, it's because no one's going to witness it. But how offended Sam got? It was just like he was so offended that he just said one of his ladies fart. Oh, I've got nothing. Hey, it's a totally human thing. I think no, it just no, makes no. it, it more real. More it's like, cool. I'm cool with fighting. Like... I'll smell it. I'll give it. A, I'll give it a sniff. It's fine. Um... <laughs> maybe, I, maybe I could have sworn though, like playing like Tekken three or something. I could have oh sworn God. they had a move like that. Mate, look who you're going up against here. 
That's you're going up against I'm the only one who knows you know what I mean out of all three of us and you don't even trust my what I'm telling you and my expertise you go to Google I'm offended you're a shocking host I'm moving I'm taking over from here on out Brendan um, Ali we're moving on to the next segment Brendan Hello. you can come along if you wish um, I'll just go I'm done we're asking <laughs> about current video game crushes here so Ali tell us who your current video game crush is um, so my first one is Dai, uh, Dai Doji. She is from Senra Kagura series. Um, mm-hmm. She's a, so Senra Kagura is an assassin school kind of thing. So most of the girls are currently in school. This character is actually like a senior grad. So she's actually, you know, been through the ranks. So she's actually looked up upon and she's like a badass. She's like, she wears like that, uh, like what's considered like, badass like school uniform with like the ripped shoulders and the torn jacket and like people say she looks like um uh like a female version of a character of jojo's adventure joto or joe some something like that but she's she got goes, a lot of hair she's got yeah she's got this vicious like black hair like going like it's like a mane and she's got like a six pack massive boobs and she's just badass like her stage on Bon Appetit is just epic. I love it. Okay, and really, really quickly before we move on to Brendan, um, front flip, back flip status. Any any flips involved? I'm so uh, I'm sure she can flip any way you'd ask her to. Yeah, wow. she wow. probably does those no handed wow. Baranis. I reckon she's a Barani girl. She'd have to be. She flips both I, ways. I, I recommend it. everyone just look her up. Brendan, yeah, I'm looking her up right now. My God. Mm. Have you seen the picture where she's holding like the giant like? like meat on a bone yeah 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 it's uh it's it's taking me places that's what she does in san Kagura uh, bon appetit she does a giant like pig roast Whoa. yeah my goodness my goodness mm. brendan so i've uh I've, I've got two that i wanted to sort of mention um yennefer from the witcher series just i don't know there's just something about it she's a badass that similar similar sort of look and description you could almost say to to what Ali was saying, you know, long, dark, angry hair, very, very sure in a way. She, she's just got this sex appeal about her, like the, the confidence and almost like a form of arrogance she's got in, in that Witcher series. It's just like, mm, you know, I I'm, I got a thing for, yeah, woman in charge, woman that knows what she wants. And, and she's, uh, you know, she's just a, a very, very, very strong character in that, in that franchise. Obviously, you, you see her naked, so you obviously get an idea of what's underneath that uh that sort of garb she's rocking. But um, yeah, you know, Geralt's true love uh, courted her in the games, ended up settling down with her at the end of The Witcher Three. Uh, yeah, she's just I don't know, she just got this moxie and this spark about her. But then Brenda Lawson's the other one from from Mass Effect. You meet her in Mass Effect Two, Cerberus officer at the time. She's one of the ones responsible for bringing Shepard back to life. Uh, she's her likeness is taken from Yvonne Strahovski, um, from from Chuck fame. Anyone that's watched Chuck would know the the blonde woman, mm-hmm. the blonde secret agent from Chuck, who's just she's an Aussie woman, gorgeous girl. Uh, but yeah, I just I just like the banter you get uh, with her through Mass Effect Two and Three. Uh, obviously she can be a love interest in the game so naturally I courted her instead of going the the, the alien route I went the uh, the humanoid relationship in this regard but um, yeah badass she was my ride or die through, through Mass Effect she was always part of my sort of team of three her and Rex and things like that so you get to know a lot about the characters in it got a lot of sex appeal got a lot of confidence 
and um, maybe it's just that that Aussie that Aussie voice that you hear in games you don't really hear in games very much sort of stands out mm. a little bit more. So, uh, so yeah, Miranda and Yen are my two that uh, I'm, I've still got a little bit of a soft spot for in here. Obviously, Tifa's still in there too, but uh, yeah, got a big heart. I got a room for a lot of women in there. Nice one, nice one. That's a bad um, thing to say. I, uh, I I'm gonna have to say, you know what? Uh, mine's Anna Williams from Tekken Seven because just like a fine drop of red, like any fine drop of red, she just keeps getting better with age. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, also because I'm loyal, Brendan, I don't change. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know why. Wow. I just a completely hypocritical stab at you there, my friend. Sorry. Uh, um, yeah, I was trying to work out where you were getting with that. Um, no, I don't know where I was trying to go with that. But I guess if you really had to twist my arm for another one, I'll tell you what what got me recently. Um, Miss Pac-Man from, uh, from my <laughs> Miss Pac-Man game. I had yeah, a number two. Waka, waka, waka. She's got a pink oh, bow. Ooh, so good. I had a second too. Because I feel like Destiny has always been a part of my life. I've got a small little crush for Shax, who's the... Uh, crucible leader is it he's 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 sort of like woolen shoulders that get Mm -hmm. you or the single horn it's like it's his like bravado it's his like he's like he has so much faith in you and he wants to guide you and he wants the best out of you and and he does the voiceover work like in the crucible and stuff yeah yeah gives you the the praise and and keeps you keeps you fighting and he just like he just like really he really gets off when you do really well too he's just like oh yes that's the way you're like, yeah. That Allie, singular look at the horn on his helmet just pulses. Yeah. <laughs> Give me that pulse rifle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. So. Where's the I, I was waiting for Dreamo to get, because he's steering the ship here. Sorry. I, uh, no, I, I just, um, I just wanted to, <laughs> I just wanted to just add a, an appropriate amount of dead air to the episode <laughs> just to enhance it. Let me get back to it though. Um, guys, let's wrap it up with one last little question here. I, I, I wanted to find out, um, you're now on a date with the last character you played. How does that date look to be going? Hmm. Yeah, don't 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 come at me on the wording of that question. I didn't write it. It was written by the previous host. Well, fuck you. And on my date front, my date front would be going fantastic because the last game that I played was uh, Ghostbusters Remastered. So I would be on a date with Peter Venkman, who is uh, a, a childhood sort of idol for me. Um, full disclosure: when I was a kid. I love Ghostbusters and, and Peter Venkman, who was Bill Murray's character so much. I used to make people, like when they'd say, hey, Brendan, how you going? I'm like, no, my name's not Brendan. My name's Peter Venkman. So I had people calling me Peter Venkman for a few months there, solid. So uh, yeah, we'd, we'd be sitting down. We'd be having a nice meal, a couple of little witty quips. Maybe I'm thinking steak and veggies, like a steak steak dinner with, with Bill Murray. Uh, who knows? Maybe, maybe I'll slime him. I don't know. Maybe he'll slime oh. me. Who knows where it's oh. going? But you know the the jokes are gonna be wow. gonna be back and forth. We're gonna be you know puns are gonna be flying thick and fast, just like uh, Proto Pack Goo. So uh, yeah, me and me and Peter Venkman are gonna be having a good old time talking about ghosts, talking about life, talking about our deep widows peaks. We've both got very deep widows peaks. Even Bill Murray do back you, in the eighties had sort do you of get a, a lot of. Do you get a lot of mileage out of that conversation at the moment? Oh, about about thirty seconds. You know, it's a okay. good icebreaker. You know, great, wi- great widows. Before we right sort there, of buddy. segue into 
how was it to to sort of take down Marshmallow Man? You know, I love marshmallows. Maybe he can take me down. Who knows? Like it's it's the discussion is endless. And and Peter Venkman, I love you, love you, Bill Murray. You're <laughs> nice a national one. treasure. Last nice one, Ali. Nicholas Cage. Um, technically, the last game I played was actually Prison Architect. Oh. <laughs> so. <laughs> I think we. I think. I think you've said enough. Uh, yeah, I, I think I know exactly how that date is going, and it's not—it's not. Maybe going you could well. maybe you could do like a um one of those kind of like romance novels where, but it's like the fantasy is that you're the prison warden and you're in love with the prisoner. Oh, like uh, Prison School, the anime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, is that weird? I don't know what that is. Sorry, but I'm assuming that's similar to the idea. Okay. Um. Yeah. Yeah, no. So I don't. I don't think mine's going to be going well. If it's the uh, technically, it's either going to be the warden or the prisoner. So, yeah, but you know well, what? Like, if shows like Prison Break teach us anything, you know, you could escape with your inmates and become good friends and go on lots of adventures. And, yeah, you know what? There's hope for you yet. He'd have really is, shit yeah. tattoos. True, true, though. true. One flew over the cuckoo's nest. You know, Oz? just just make yourself a, <laughs> a paper mache body and keep it in the bed there and dig your way to freedom. Yeah, no. I've been, I've is that what happens in that? I don't know that that's what happens in that. You're talking. No, you're yeah. thinking of. You're thinking of. Oh, um, I'm thinking. Shawshank Redemption. No, that's a poster on the wall. It's yeah, I'm thinking of um the one with Clint Eastwood in it. One flew over the cuckoo's nest. Wasn't Clint Eastwood? That's Jack Nicholson, no, that's and that is yeah. not at all a great, <laughs> great film. Mm. It's a great film. It's just it's sad. Yeah, so I don't think it's the one you're thinking of, though, mate. What's I'm not the, sure which it's, it's one you're Clint, thinking Clint of. Eastwood's the one that that does the paper mache of himself and and escapes. Mm. I can't remember. I don't know. Um, funnily enough, for me, uh, the last game I was playing was um, Final Fantasy VII. I'm playing it on the mobile at the moment. So if I was going on a date with uh, with the characters there, it would be. I think I've got a party of like seven or eight now. One of them's a dog. One of them's a mechanical. Machine, which surprisingly has come up twice in this episode, <laughs> sex with um some kind of mechanical machine. Um, it'd be crazy. It'd be wild. Some kind of crazy um bestial orgy. I think mm. where that would wind up. And I'd be down yeah, for it. Sounds like a good time. And the movie I was thinking of was Escape from Alcatraz. Was what I was thinking. Ah, okay. Interesting. Yeah. I haven't seen that one. Is it good? Do you rate it? It's not bad. Not bad. It's the Brendan I think it was in the eighties. Yeah. Yeah. Anything. Anything with like middle-aged grizzled clint eastwood is worth a watch i think you know he's he's just a dude even now like these he's 200 years old he's still just a grizzled old dude that's that could still probably win more fights than he loses i don't think i've seen any movies with him in it oh, he's the best gotta watch like dirty harry <laughs> get amongst no, some dirty harry it. you haven't seen any clint eastwood even accidentally he's in so many yeah <laughs> accidentally i think i tried to watch um no, oh, I don't. I don't know. It's the one where he's standing at the front of his porch. And he's like, "Get off my porch!" Grand Torino. Grand Torino. Yeah, I tried to like. I started watching that, but I turned that's, it off. That's not the first, like. That's five not. Minutes. That's not even close to the best. Like, there. It's a good film, but they're fun. Anyway, we can talk about it afterwards, guys. I think it's about <laughs> time we wrap it up. Um, before we do sign off, uh, be sure to go to eight bit.net to check out all the fantastic things happening in eight bit land. And uh, once again, uh, if you haven't already done so, you need to go to our, our lovely partners, Audio Technica, for all the best in audio equipment, sound, microphones, DJ sets. They've got it all, guys. Go over there. And, and not only that, they are actually some of the sexiest people in the world. We saw them at PAX last week, Brendan. I think you might agree. 
you know, there was, there was definitely a lot of uh, a lot of looks at the Audio Technica booth, and not just because of those AT twenty twenties. Am I right? Oh yeah, Maddie Maddie Stallone is he's the soy boy now. He's he's gone to the vegan way of soy life, boy. but he's he's never oh. looked better. He's he's trimmed down. He's looking mean. He's a lean, mean fighting machine. And you know what? He if he's in a video game, he's probably going to become my new video game crush. So let's see if we can get him in in some type of Kickstarter based gaming gaming option there to uh, be an NPC so I can uh, play with him in the game. Go to audios-technica.com.au to go and check out all their stuff. Uh, and once again, thank you to all of our Patreon supporters. We love you guys so much. Um, you you absolutely are a bunch of bloody champions. Go and check out the 8-Bit Cast episode 14 when that drops. Patreon.com forward slash we are 8-Bit. And again, you can get all the shanks and shivs in the bum bags uh, <laughs> by going to we are 8bit.storeenv.com. Um, look, I'm not a, I'm not, I'm not saying you should have a concealed weapon on you, but I'm also not, not saying you should have a concealed weapon on you. Take that for what it is. Uh, we are 8-bit at storyenvy.com. And uh, I'm, my two lovely co-hosts here, you can find Ali at Miss Ali Hart. You can find Brendan at Brendan 8-bit and you can find me at Salim TD. Guys, do you have anything else you want to say to sign off the show? What kind of power play just happened there? Like... I told you I took over the hosting. I'm like a little bit I guess of that role means you can or... edit all these episodes moving forward now too. Uh, I don't know. Let's. Uh, <laughs> I, re- I relinquish my hosting back to you, David. You can take over. <laughs> 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 oh God. Well, like I, I appreciate. I appreciate that you guys started off by saying that we've got to lower the bar. And most people are probably just going to say it felt like a normal episode. Uh, if I'm being honest, I just wanted to impress Brendan. With the fact that I could maybe close out the show pretty strongly, I think that was you did well. You did Thanks, well. You, you certainly uh, you didn't get my tip tingling, but I certainly felt <laughs> a, a loose bit of movement down in the nether regions. Like I'm like, you know what, our, our boys growing up. It's uh, that's hope for you yet. That's the Goldilocks zone where I do my best work. I, I don't get you ready <laughs> to take your clothes off, but I'm always an option. Um, <laughs> Sam, this uh, always right. an option. I'll let, I'll let, I'll let you, you take over from here, Brendan. Mate, I, I think you've done very, very, very nicely as far as closing this out. But yeah, this has been episode 169 of the Hungry Gamers podcast. Thanks for uh, dealing with our love, sex, and romance-based edition. Hopefully it wasn't too much of a titillating train wreck, I guess you could say. Uh, learn a lot of new things about our hosts here and... Uh, yeah, hopefully you, you look at us in a more sexy, better light as opposed to a more more shameful, cringy light. But yeah, episode 170 next week will be back to regular programming. But until next week, 8-Bit Nation, thanks for stopping by. Much love. Stay horny. Ooh. Yes! Oh! Yes! You've been listening to The Hungry Gamers, one of many gaming and geek culture-related podcasts from the 8-Bit Collective over on 8bit.net. Check out more episodes on your podcast service of choice. And while you're there, please be sure to rate and subscribe. Until next time, boys and girls, stay hungry.